Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another fresh new episode of the Six Figure Roadmap. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Mark Thompson, who is the co-founder of paykickstart.com. It's a SaaS that is reinventing the modern day shopping cart and affiliate management, helping thousands of businesses and entrepreneurs sell more, maximize customer lifetime value, and automate subscription commerce. Mark has spent over a decade in the world of marketing and software, selling over $20 million of his flagship training programs and software. It was an amazing interview. We talked about product launches. We talked about virtual teams. We talked about how he made the transition from digital marketing into creating a SaaS product and a lot more. It's, it's an awesome interview. I highly encourage you to stick around for the whole thing. And before we get into the interview, I want to give a quick shout out to Michael Ramsey Wallace, who tagged myself and a previous guest, Greg Rolette, on Instagram saying that that interview helped him take action and start creating content consistently. So awesome. I love that you are all receiving value from these podcasts. Again, I aim to provide actual tactical information that you can implement today in your business. I want you to walk away or get out of your car or off of the treadmill and implement what you hear in these episodes. And it sounds like you guys are doing that in this podcast and the information and the people I bring on here are helping you get that momentum in your business and start implementing things that are going to get you closer to hitting six figures plus in your business. So shout out to Michael Ramsey Wallace. I appreciate you, man, and I'm glad that you received some value from that episode. I also want to thank our sponsor real fast. Have you heard of the top marketplace for pre-vetted digital freelance talent? Hire pre-vetted VAs, freelancers, and agencies from the US, Philippines, and over 30 other countries. FreeUp interviews thousands of freelancers and agencies every week for skills, attitude, and communication, then they only allow the top 1% of applicants into their network. You can meet qualified applicants and create a free account within minutes. Request the freelancer you need and get introduced to one top match within one business day. There's always someone to speak with at FreeUp, and you can even set up a one-on-one meeting with FreeUp's founders. They've been kind enough to provide 5% off all free up hires inside of our membership. So if you go to www.lvrg.it, you can search for free ups offer and create an account right away and get 5% off every VA freelancer or agency you decide to hire in your business. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. I am here with Mark Thompson, CEO and founder of Pay Kickstart. I'm excited to have you on here today, man. I know that you're going to provide a lot of value and insight to our listeners. Welcome. Thanks, Kevin, for having me. Let's get started. Cool. So the thing I'm curious about, I was actually talking to uh, my partner and the CEO of our company about you, and we were both super curious because you came from 
the internet marketing world. You started many years ago. You were kind of one of the pioneers in that. And then you switched to SaaS, right? Now you are creating pay Kickstarter. You're always enhancing it. Yeah. I'm curious, like, why you made that transition, how you got started and how that came to be? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. It's a loaded question. So, you know, uh, for a number of years, I worked in the agency world. I managed a whole bunch of different uh, local business uh, marketing campaigns. And I, I realized I didn't want to trade time for money. Um, so I learned about this whole other world of creating products and selling them online 24-7. And I loved the idea of creating a product once. Um, and, and being able to sell it as many times as I want. It was just so much more scalable. And so I was just really reverse engineering what other people were doing and just seeing, you know, creating a course or creating a training program is really not that hard. And especially in today's marketplace with uh, a, a good USB microphone and a camera, you can, uh, and screen care, uh, uh, screencast software, you can create a training program relatively easily. And so I learned that early on. And um, so I just kind of got my feet wet and I started to create information programs. But one thing I realized that I was missing was I didn't have a, a traffic source. I didn't have a way to drive relevant buyers to my offers. And so one thing that I did do, which I think is really important for anyone that's just getting started, is to try to find a mentor or someone that you could partner with that can really show you the ropes. So I, I hired a mentor and, and he, I was like, hey, I have this product, but I'm just not doing a good job of selling it. I need people to, to, to you know, promote it and drive traffic. And he's like, I, I got you. So we, we went and we redid the, the sales page with one of his copywriters and uh, we built out a sales funnel. And then he got all of these affiliate partners that he's built these relationships with who have these massive email lists. And he's like, all right, we're going to do this product launch. It's going to last for one week. And, uh, and, and we're going to bring on all these affiliates and they're going to promote it for a week. And let's see what happens. And I, and I really didn't have many expectations, but I had seen some of the stuff that he has done in the past. And I was like, okay, so I, I got excited about it. And before I knew it, we had generated six figures in a week uh, in revenue. And I mean, for me, that was one of my aha moments, just seeing like, oh my God, like here's what is possible. Um, and we had generated more revenue than I, than I had made from my marketing clients from like the past two or three years. So this was like groundbreaking stuff for me. And um, the rest is history. I mean, I took that product launch formula and I really scaled it out unlike anyone else that I really know. I mean, I, I created so many different products and programs over the year, uh, the years. But um, to answer your, your question about like what made me transition from creating lots of programs into focusing on just one SaaS application. And I think the, the thing was, you know, it's hard to, to really scale and create lots of products and be able to support them and grow them uh, long-term. And so I think that was something that I realized, you know, in the beginning, I was just trying to get my feet wet and try to generate revenue. And I, I found my passion being in software. Uh, I'm not a developer. I'm not a coder. I just learned how to manage developers and designers and support staff. And uh, over the years, I tried lots of different shopping carts and affiliate management solutions. And we found that there was just so much lost revenue and so many headaches when it comes to releasing a product and selling it online. And so we actually created our own shopping cart just to use internally, just to sell our own products. And we quickly realized that other vendors were having the same problems and challenges that we were having. And so that's why we created Pay Kickstart in the first place. And really it was just for internal use. And then we realized that other vendors could really benefit from this. 
And so that's what made me really focus on Pick Kickstart as my long-term project. It's really my passion project. It's what I've, I've grown to love. And I love helping other vendors just sell more easily and sell more of what they have to offer. I love that. So you said multiple times you kind of shifted from creating products to getting into SaaS and doing a bunch of different things. How did you decide when it was appropriate to pivot and then which direction was going to be the best way to pivot? Well, yeah, so that's a good question. So one of the things I tried to do early on was mitigate risk as best you can. I think for any aspiring entrepreneur, you always want to mitigate risk. You don't want to put yourself in a bad situation. And so from the time I you know, went off on my own and started managing uh, client work to where I am today, I've always tried to mitigate that risk and have make sure that I have predictable uh, income in my business. And so when I was creating products and I really didn't know what I was doing, I still was managing marketing clients and I always had that predictable revenue stream coming in. And so when I decided to shift towards SaaS and really pick Kickstart as my long-term business that I wanted to to focus on and scale, um, I knew that I had the other products kind of, you know, under my belt or or in my, uh, you know, portfolio of different revenue streams that were generating revenue. And even though we weren't adding new features and and, and we were continuing uh, to support them, but we redirected a lot of the revenue that was generated from that business and we reinvested it into Pay Kickstart. And once we got Pay Kickstart to a place where it started to generate uh, a good amount of predictable recurring revenue on its own, that's really when we kind of went all in and started to really start to scale it up. I love it. And you said when you made that transition, you created a lot of relationships with affiliate partners and then you had a successful launch. What are the bits and pieces that make for a successful launch when transitioning that way? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different parts and, and you know, I think um, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, I, I spent a lot of time over over five or six years developing relationships with affiliate partners and not only affiliate partners, but just other people in the space. Um, people that I've just, you know, to say, Hey, this is who I am. I just wanted to say, I love what you're doing and who knows where the relationship goes down the road. There could be an opportunity and that always seemed to happen, right? I used to always start running into the same people and be like, Oh yeah, I remember we had that kind of conversation a couple of years ago. It's funny that everything came full circle and we're doing this project together or a joint venture or, you know, Oh, can I, I heard you have a designer or a developer that's looking for a full-time gig. I have something for them. So all of these things come full circle. And it's always good to, you know, build that network of, uh, and have all those relationships. And so it didn't happen overnight, but um, in terms of like what, like what's in the DNA of a successful product launch, I would have to say, you know, having, um, having those, those relationships is a big part of it. Um, Or just having some sort of a traffic mechanism. So maybe you're good at paid advertising or you have your own in-house email list um, SEO really doesn't apply for, you know, product launches, but, um, you know, having the, the, the traffic generation strategy, also just having your finger on the pulse of your industry. What, what are the challenges that people are having? And so whenever we create a new product, we always say, well, what's the one challenge that we're going to fix and what's our competitive advantage? And so I, I always say, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, make the wheel, make a better wheel. And I think that's super important to realize is that you don't want to create a product that no one's ever created before, because again, that goes back to a lot of risk, right? I mean, it, it's hard to create something completely new in a space and expect it to be successful. And so what I always try to do is find products or a group of products that have done well in a certain marketplace 
but just put my own spin on it, make it better in some way and have that competitive advantage. And that's what I always have felt to be uh, what has made a successful product launch is having that pain or challenge being solved by your product and then having that competitive advantage and then also having the the traffic sources or, or the affiliate partners to help promote it and get the word out. Where do you, what do you see being the most effective business growth strategy in the next two years? Oh boy. Um, I think it depends. It depends on what type of product you have. So, you know, with, with like with pay kickstart and our SaaS company, um, a lot of it has been either word of mouth or through our SEO strategy. So we've done a lot with content, just kind of going back to the old school SEO days. Um, and so uh, content and just kind of providing value has really turned into one of our longer term growth strategies. It's not something short term. So it depends on what you're trying to do. For short term growth and short term exposure, I would highly recommend you know email marketing, affiliate marketing, paid advertising. But if you're looking for a more longer term approach, SEO, um, things like like Quora contributions, uh, that type of stuff has has really been helpful, but it's more of a long-term approach and, and you can't be just doing it for a week and then turn it off. It has to be something that you continuously do and continuously invest in. So it sounds to me like obviously content, but educational content providing value to the people that you're trying to attract into your business is still going to be very important in the following years. How have you utilized education in front of your core offer, which is the software to attract the right people into your business? Yeah, so we've done a lot of webinars, uh, a lot of video training. So we've done a lot of affiliate promotions with other affiliates uh, and we'll do webinars and we'll offer them some sort of a, a deal on, on the webinar. So that's been really important. Um, we've, we've actually just recently started to do more of like a, a kind of a PR strategy or, you know, an outreach strategy with other, you know, like-minded blogs and podcasts like this one. Um, to just kind of spread the word because we feel, you know, the, the, our product is about three to three and a half years old. So it's starting to really mature and, it, and it's starting to become kind of mainstream. And, and so one of our strategies now is to really kind of get out there and just put our message out there. And because a lot of people haven't heard of our, our solution before. And so our strategy was a lot different when we first started, because when we were first starting, it was more of like, let's get some early adopters. Let's make sure that we have that minimum viable product that people are going to want. And there's a need in the marketplace that we know that they want. And then from there, once we have our first 10 or 20 or 50 uh, vendors using the platform, we'll kind of let them dictate where the evolution of the product. And so our marketing strategy has really shifted from kind of that short-term mindset to more of that long-term approach. But to answer your question, we've done a lot with kind of educational webinars and, and lead magnets and white papers. Those are the types of things just to educate them on you know, where there's uh, opportunity within your shopping cart and your affiliate management program to generate more revenue, more customers. I love what you said about letting your vendors and affiliates kind of dictate where your business goes. What information are you collecting from your affiliates and your customers that provide that information for where you should be going? Yeah. Uh, so uh, a couple things. So the first thing is we do have a product feature roadmap. So we get every day people asking us, Hey, I, it'd be really cool if it did this. It'd be really cool if it did that. And, you know, 
one thing I learned, especially with software is it's, you don't want to get too feature happy because before you know it, you're creating all sorts of features and you're trying to make everybody happy and it, it, you kind of lose focus for what the core direction of the product is, is meant to do. And so one thing that we did, we created this roadmap. We're like, Hey, here's what we're working on. You can add as many feature requests as you want to. We'd love for you guys to vote on them and really give us your, your feedback and insights as to what, where you want the platform to go. So that's one area that we have. And so whenever people say, I have this feature request, we always document it in the, in uh, our feature request area so that we don't lose it. And then we allow everybody to have a voice and to let us know what they like, what they don't like. Um, we also, you know, just, we have our support staff really listen to what our customers are saying in our help desk and in live chat. And so even if it's something very small, I, we train our customer success team to say, Hey, just put it, create a ticket, add it to our, add it somewhere so that we like the executives or people who are kind of worried about business development and the, and product can just review it and say, Oh my God, this is something that we completely overlooked. We need to add this. And so, it's all about, you know, prioritization and really trying to figure out what's going to have the biggest impact for your overall target audience. And I think that that's what it comes down to is really understanding, you know, who is this product for? And then the features will obviously kind of be tailored towards that market segment. So for most of the people who are listening to this, they may be en route to pivoting to a different direction in what they want to be doing. What is one thing that they should be focusing on after they hear the information that you're giving them to reach the place where they can start implementing a marketing strategy, listening to their customers, building a team? How, what would you recommend for them to get there? Uh, I mean, the main thing is focus because so many people get, get pulled in a thousand different directions. I know I, I did, and I'm sure, I'm sure you can attest to that as well. There's so much information out there. There's so many coaches or so many trainers or so many tools and plugins and software that you kind of lose focus of what you're trying to do. And so the first thing I think is, you know, do what you're passionate about. And that's one of the hardest things I think to do is to find what you're passionate about. I was, I think, lucky uh, early on to, to find my passion, which was running a software company. But when I went to, when I was in college, I mean, I went to school for, for business and, and marketing, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I kind of just stumbled into it. And then I finally realized I love to create software and tools and technology to help entrepreneurs and, and marketers. And so I think the first thing is find your passion. Um, and hopefully everyone is lucky enough to find what they want. And, and, and if you don't keep searching, right. I mean, keep trying to figure out what, what makes you want to you know, jump out of bed in the morning and, and get to work. And, and I don't really even consider what I do work. It's just like playing on the internet. I have fun doing what I do every day. So it's fun to me and that'll help avoid burnout. And so I think as long as you kind of know what you're looking to do, who you want to serve, um, just having that focus. And, you know, I, I think it's important. You obviously need to have a way to monetize your, your expertise. And so, you know, figure out what that one product is, is what that flagship product is. Do you like to teach other people? Do, would you rather be a coach? Would you rather do software? Would you rather create an information product? Um, there's lots of different ways that you can leverage your expertise and your knowledge and wisdom into making money off of it. And so I think there's a lot of different directions you could go, but find out what makes you happy and what you're passionate about. I want to ask you a series of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. The first one is, what is one non-negotiable habit you implement every day? Non-negotiable habit. Uh, man, that's a good one. Um, 
I mean, I'm, I'm very anal when it comes to efficiency. So I want everybody to have their ducks in a row and know exactly what you're going to be doing that day. So I don't want like for anyone that, that works for us, like, you know, exactly what you're doing when you come in and, and you have these specific goals in mind. And so like, I have my little notebook right here and like, these are the things that I need to do today. Um, and if I don't, like, it might take me a couple hours. It may take me 12 hours, but I'm not going to finish working until I finish these things. So I know exactly what I need to do. So I'm kind of a stickler about stuff like that. What is one book you wish everyone in the world would read? Uh, actually, I just, well, this, this book right here, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. It's a great one. It's, it's all about startups, um, building for the future. Um, anyone who's an aspiring entrepreneur, um, I just I actually just reread this because I, I love that book so much. So Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Um, you can get it on Amazon for probably a couple bucks now. Uh, it's a good one. On what do you like to spend your time and money outside of business? Uh, well, I, I have a wife and a seven-year-old daughter, so I don't, I love to travel. I don't get to travel as much as I you know used to, but, um, honestly, I know it's kind of boring, but I just, I mean, I love just hanging out with family and friends. We have a bunch of great neighbors. We all just kind of get together and relax and hang by the pool and do all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, but it, I do love to travel. I love to, to go to new places that I've never been. I love to meet new people. So, when I get to travel, um, I love doing that. I love sports. Um, I'm, I was, as I was mentioning to you before, I'm from Buffalo, New York. So anyone from, from Western New York is, uh, is obviously a, a Buffalo Bills fan. So I love football. The, the football season's right around the corner. So um, I'm excited for that. What has been the most actionable or insightful course or paid training you've ever taken? Oh boy. Well, I'll, I would have to say at least right now. So I'm in uh, a private mastermind group. It's called SAS Academy with uh, Dan Martell is the, the coach and Dan has built multiple, uh, many SAS companies, successful SAS companies. And, and he's been, he's really helped us get to where we wanted to be. We were kind of stuck in a rut for, for a while. Like we had kind of built the products, but we were trying to figure out like, how do we get, how do we break in through mainstream? And he has been awesome. So we went to one of his live his uh, live events a couple of months ago, and he also has you know office hours and and webinars. And so it's uh, it's not cheap, but at least depending on where you're at, right? I mean, for the the programs that I took. 10 years ago when I was first starting out and the coaching and mentorship that I get now is completely different. It's obviously a little bit more advanced. So it all depends on where you're at in your journey. So I think that's important that you don't want to necessarily start trying to, you know, invest five grand into someone who's really going to take you to, you know, from a, you know, 10, you're making 10 grand a month to eight figures. It's hard to make that stepping stone or that leap. So, you know, just start with some, some free courses, you know, and then you can work your way to some of the more advanced stuff. What are three pieces of software tools that you and your company cannot live without? Um, we use Slack. Uh, so we used to use Skype and now we feel that that Slack is just a better communication channel. So we have a virtual team. So everybody is, we're spread out all over the world, which is something I love. It's, it's, it's something we've been doing for years. And uh, so we use Slack for communication, uh, we also use Jira for uh, handling just our project management. So just creating tasks and if there's bugs, fixes and all that kind of fun stuff. And then, I mean, we use pay kickstart for <laughs> obviously everything for, in terms of um, selling our products for checkout for affiliate management. So, I mean, between those three tools that, I mean, that that's really the, what we use uh, to, to run our business. Awesome. 
Are there any last words of advice you would like to give the people listening today? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, especially if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, is you need to, you know, learn how to adapt and learn how to overcome challenges. I mean, every day you're going to be thrown new problems, new challenges that you need to overcome. And a lot of people get so, get flustered. And, and I was like this when I first started out. I'd be like, there'd be a there'd be some issue that I needed to fix. And I just, I always had a negative look on it. Like, instead of looking at it like, hey, you know, I'm going to figure out a solution to this. It was just like, I'd get all worked up and flustered and it would actually kind of like ruin me for the day or for the week, depending on how big the issue was. And so just realize that challenges are going to arise every single day in your journey as an entrepreneur. And it's the the ones that, that learn how to deal with them and, and create solutions and overcome those challenges and adapt to certain situations um, those are the ones that are, are going to rise to the top. And so take everything with a grain of salt. Don't, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Try to leverage other smart, like-minded people in your business and, and try to build something great that, that you can love and, and do long-term. Beautiful. Thank you for the words of wisdom. People know pay kickstart. Is there any other way that they can get in contact with you or the company or learn more about pay kickstart and how to utilize that for their company? Yeah, I mean, well, the easiest way to get a hold of me or really anybody on our team is through our Facebook group. Um, so we have a private group. Just just go type in Pay Kickstart into Facebook and you'll find our group. We'll um, just uh, join the group. We'll add you. And really, I mean, anything, you know, we, we just love talking about everything related to what we do. So anything related to how you sell products, how uh, handling checkout processes, uh, conversion strategies, how to minimize churn, how to maximize recurring revenue, all these kind of fun stuff that we do day in and day out. Feel free to come in and, and ask a question and just kind of um, meet myself and my business partner. And we have all of our customer success team right in that group. So that's a great place to kind of collaborate and, and meet up. Awesome guys. I'm going to put all that stuff in the show notes. You'll be able to connect with Mark and his team on Facebook inside of their group. I will link pay kickstart. It's awesome software. I really appreciate you being on here, Mark, giving us your time, sharing your words of wisdom. You have a long list of things to do on that list. So <laughs> I appreciate the, the time you've given us today. Well, thanks for having me, Cameron. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it. 